Welcome to the Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us. Hey Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 12, Decluttering Your Life Inside and Out. To learn more about us in the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And while you're there, check out our patron program where you can make a pledge to support the show financially. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. Today we're talking about uh, decluttering your life inside and out. And, uh, we found a quote, um, by Peter Walsh that kind of, I felt pretty well explains what clutter is in the purposes that we're talking. And it, it says clutter is not just the stuff on your floor. It's anything that stands between you and the life you want to be living. And again, that was Peter Walsh. And again, for the purposes of this discussion where clutter can kind of range from, you know, people, objects, finances, thoughts and feelings, habits, and even the environments that we are in. And uh, I think a a good place to maybe start this off is, you know, because we're going to cover quite a range with all these different things. And I, I, I feel like people often think of clutter as, you know, a messy house. Yeah, right? yeah picking up all the the stuff, which I mean, is an important thing. I, I, I firmly believe that trying to have a, a space that's neat and tidy is good, but, um, I kind of wanted to kick things off with the people realm. Um, and I know we've talked about this a little bit in past episodes, um, to an extent, but, um, I think surrounding ourselves with good people, is really, really important. And, um, when you, when you start talking about decluttering your life inside and out, one of the, the biggest things that triggers in my head is the people aspect, the social piece of things and who, who we surround ourselves with. And, um, I think that social piece though, is often a huge part of that. Yeah. And, and how we conduct our lives because we are so influenced by those around us oftentimes. And if you have um, a lot of people around you that are maybe a little more toxic in nature or negative, things like that, it can, it can really impede on our successes or what it is that we want to do in our life. It might hold us back from mm-hmm. a social aspect and, and the motivators and you know, even, um, accountability stuff, you know, if you've got toxic people in your life, they're probably not necessarily, they might be, but probably not pushing you forward and trying to lift you up. Yeah. I think it goes back to the, you know, you are what you spend your time doing or you are who you surround yourself with. Um, and I think that, you know, as far as toxic people, it doesn't necessarily mean that people that are, bad people. It just means that you're, you're surrounding people that really don't align with your goals and, and, and where you want to get to. I mean, if those, it's so easy for, for us to 
get sucked into some of that negativity or drama that might come up with, with certain groups of people that we hang out with. And I think, um, you know, it goes back to that, um, the recent, recent episode with what are you willing to do and what are you willing to stand for? Um, making sure that, that you're not, not, um, you know, compromising by letting some of these people or situations get, get the best of you. Yeah. Well, in, you know, you mentioned like all the gossip drama, stuff like that. And, and that's in large part, I think where a lot of this stuff stems from as far as a social piece, because, you know, me, I, I know like it's, it's a constant goal of mine to try and remain happy and energetic and positive and, Mm -hmm. and put good things out into the world. But a lot of times we, we often run into say somebody around us that, that maybe we really care about, but they're having a, maybe it's just a rough day or maybe it's just their day-to-day attitude or whatever, but it's all drama or it's all negative comments and, you know, that kind of a narrative. And you start to find yourself going from, you know, whatever your normal day-to-day personality is, your thoughts, your goals, whatever, and you get sucked into this rabbit hole of drama or gossip or negativity. And it's just really a huge detractor. And a lot of times for me personally to stay on top of my goals and, you know, being the person that I want to be, you know, it takes a lot of like motivation and effort on my end to try and, you know, stay in that, that frame of mind. And the second that we fall into that, you know, grouping of people where we're discussing things that are contrary to what we're trying to do, it makes it really tough to stay at that level that I want to stay at. Yeah. And I think, you know, we had a good point of, you know, when you're feeling down or a little bit where people can, you can get sucked into that negativity. I think, you know, if you surround yourself with people that, like we said, have similar goals and, and strive to be positive and find the positive in things and, um, show up in their best as their best self. It's easy. Most days I would say to do that, but it's the days where, you know, we might be leaning towards, I could stand bad. I could be lazy today. I'm kind of not feeling it today. You know, I mean, a great example is me and you today. We, you know, we both slept in a little bit and, um, changed our meeting time. And, you know, when I got here, it was, you were a little tired. I was a little tired. And, and, and it's a great example of two people that have similar motivations and similar goals and pull each other out of that, that tiredness or, or, you know, moment of weakness, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, we got motivated and we're here working, but if you're, if your group is people that are not out for the same interest as you and not looking for the same goals, then on those days when you're, when you're down or, or, you know, a little bit weaker in your plan, it's so much easier for them to influence you in a negative way. And instead of, you know, pushing back and saying, you know, pushing back into the positive, like, look, this is where we want to get to. This isn't going to help us get there. Yeah. Well, you're, you're 100% right. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head though, too, because we both were kind of in a little bit of a funk this morning because we were so just, you know, lethargic and tired and just not feeling it. But because we do have similar goals and, you know, we were able to mutually hold each other accountable and, 
and kind of work toward what our goal is Mm -hmm. for the day, which is to record this episode that you're listening to now, (laughs) you know? Exactly. And, um, you know, it's a lot of times though, it's a lot easier said than done. And it, it is just that it's, it's surrounding good people around you because a lot of this stuff starts to tie into, you know, our stressors in life and, and what our own thoughts and emotions are. And today's a great example. I woke up and barely, (laughs) and I was just, it was really struggling this morning. And, you know, that rebound side, having good people like yourself to kind of aid in, in what our goal was for the day was highly helpful. Mm -hmm. Had you been somebody that's more negative or, you know, not very motivating, what have you, this probably wouldn't even be happening right now, you know? And, and so that's why it's so important because we, we do internally have all of our own things going on. Mm -hmm. And, and that's something as well with all of this decluttering that we have to kind of, again, we've talked about it many times, but that self-awareness piece, and that's where this starts to come in too more though, is getting rid of those things that, that detract us you know, and it's things that we're doing thoughts, we have feelings, we have whatever, and we have to kind of be aware of those things. But then on top of it, surrounding ourselves with people that are going to also aid and benefit that as well. And so I think, uh, especially along lines of stressors, um, you know, we had talked about unnecessary stressors. And I think there's a lot of stress in, in life that just is there. And you know, we have to find ways to adapt and move through life and, and still deal with those stressors. But there's a lot of things in life that they might not be necessary. You know, we might create them on our own. You know, it could be as simple as, as commitments we make that we, you know, we might make commitments out of the need to please somebody and, and it might not line up with what we need personally. And that in turn causes stress because you don't want to let them down, but you don't want to go or you don't want to, whatever it might be. Um, I think that those, those are things that when you look at decluttering and looking at working on cleaning up your life as a whole, those are some huge areas that, that can probably relieve some of that stress. If you really, you know, dive in and look at what, what is causing my stress? Is it something I should be stressing about or is it something I can change with scheduling or, or, um, you know, not participating anymore or um, whatever it might be. I think a lot of times, you know, we push, you know, there's times in life to, to, to be there and please other people, but there's also times where it's just, that's something I don't need right now in my life and I need to, I need to get rid of it for a while. I might be able to come back to it, but it's just not going to work right now. Yeah. Well, it's so huge. And I mean, it, it comes down to, too, I mean, kind of weighing the pros and cons of everything as well, you know, and looking at what are these commitments and obligations, you know, maybe, maybe you're part of some sort of uh, league, mm-hmm. like, you know, volleyball, soccer, basketball, whatever, uh, baseball that you're, you're part of, you know, and, you know, it could be all sorts of things, though, it could just be like a, a men's group or a women's group or anything, you know, anything, it, yeah, it, really though is taking whatever that that commitment is and really evaluating what is it doing for me right and and then what is it doing for the people that are there you know because if you don't want to be there are you really benefiting everybody else Mm. you know maybe you think mentally that you are because you're showing up and you're you know 
you know, following through with that commitment. But, but if you're not really there 100%, you know, is it, is it really worthwhile at the end of the day? You know, and I think looking at those pros and cons and kind of trying to decipher what, what is good, what is bad, you know, what, what should I really be doing? And then if you need to have that conversation with maybe a friend or a few friends, like, Hey, I just don't think this is something that's, you know, really good for me. Maybe you have to have that conversation and kind of start to clean out some of these commitments that, that maybe you're holding that aren't conducive, you know? Yeah. I think the other side of that too is, you know, you're talking about pros and cons and especially in the aspect of commitments or in like, let's say you make a commitment a week ahead of time, right? And then you get there, it's the day before and you're tired or the day of and you're tired and um, kind of feel like you don't want to go. I think the pros and cons are huge because you could not want to go because you're tired and in a mood, but going might, on the other hand, totally flip you around and be great for you, right? And sometimes we, I think, you know, shy away from situations that could help in our our uh, our wellness journey of, I mean, you know, laughing, enjoying friends. Um, sometimes I think, uh, at least with me, I've noticed that sometimes like stressors in my life that aren't even relevant to the event or the the commitment I don't want to go to um, can almost make me be negative about the event I'm about to go to. Yeah. And so I think, like you said, you know, the pros and cons and really, really being honest with yourself on what is it that makes me not want to go? Because I think there's a good percentage of the time that sometimes other stressors in our life affect the events that are going to actually probably put us in a better mood or give us a better space to deal with those stressors if we just take step back and take a break from them. Yeah. Well, and, and part of that too, and I, and, I found for me personally, one thing that I really try and use as an assessment piece mm -hmm. for some of that stuff is to, when I'm done with that event, how am I walking away? Am I like in really good spirits after I, I leave these moments or am I just kind of like blah, right? Yeah. Um, and then furthermore though, when these things are approaching though, how am I, am I excited for it or am I dreading it? You know, cause that, that makes such a huge difference. Um, in in how that overall correlates with our mood and and then not only before and after but the time during and one thing though that this kind of brought up for me though and it ties back to you know the people aspect of this is again surrounding yourself with good people because maybe you know like you said you're really tired whatever but if you're surrounding yourself with a bunch of good people and the commitments that you do have have good people involved, yeah. you know, they're probably going to help pull you out of that, whatever it is, if you're just too tired or you're just woke up having a bad day or something during the day made you have a bad day and you're now in a awful mood, you know, if you're surrounding yourself with good people and kind of decluttering all those toxic people and getting them out of your life, you know, then when you do have some of these commitments, they're probably going to be positive commitments, you know, but that's a, the whole part of this decluttering piece is to try and get, get things out of your life that don't need to be present and, you know, replace it with things that are beneficial for you, whether there are other new commitments where maybe you do walk away feeling really good. You yeah. Know? And I think, you know, part of that is that, you know, we remove the pe the things we don't need, but we also ensure that we're putting in the things that we do need to allow us to kind of separate from you know, when I look at this and decluttering, I think of like, you know, I'm working, I'm busy, work stressing me out. Well, part of decluttering work 
isn't in having some time and enjoyment with friends and family or whatever that might be. So sometimes I think, at least for me, the stress and negativity of, of, of work or, or whatever has me down can sometimes get in the way of me almost opening the door to step away from that decluttering because you're so focused on, well, I got to figure this out. I got to get this done. I don't want this to be a problem anymore. And in the way you get in your own way of actually, you know, keeping some of those commitments that will at least relieve some of that stress to allow you to kind of sift out the cluttering and, and work on pieces that, that you can when you come back to it. Yeah. And, and I think that's where assessing all of your obligations in, in, as a whole is really good and kind of looking at how do those obligations serve you? Mm -hmm. Are they serving you well or are they serving you in a negative manner or what have you? And, and really assessing, like you said, kind of your, your frame of mind and why, why am I feeling this way about a certain thing or not? Yeah. And, and looking at it through a realistic lens. And, um, I just had one the other day, actually, um, we had a award ceremony at work and, I was looking at it as I've got so much stuff going on. I don't even have time right now to think about this event date and time and how it might mesh out with me and my partner's schedule. Can we go? Do I need to use vacation time? All this stuff. Yeah. And someone walked up to me and they're like, no, you're going, you need to go. This is a good thing. And kind of gave me a different lens to look at it through is we don't get these opportunities often to be recognized, even though maybe sometimes being recognized is kind of uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We need to take those moments and, and just do it. And I'll tell you, I ended up going and it was, it was a very positive, good experience. And I'm, I'm really glad that I went. Yeah. But, um, in this case, it took having this really good person in my life to stop me and be like, Hey, don't just kick this to the side because I was, I was looking at all these other things I had on my plate and I don't have time for this. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> but really it was such a good opportunity and it took somebody holding me accountable and kind of reframing it all for me. And it, it ended up being an amazing thing and I'm really glad I went, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, you said, I don't have time. I think that uh, that phrase for me is something that just it drives me nuts personally, but um, we hear it all the time, right? I think, I think that we get so caught up in in, in our jobs and our lives, and, and almost let let our jobs and life and and the things around us run our life instead of us running our own life. Um, you know, we need jobs for money. We need families need. You know, if you have children or anything like that, you there's. I mean, even if you don't, there's responsibilities that need to get done around the house and um, a multitude of things. But as we go through this and this decluttering thing is, is I think that when, when people reach the point where they're saying, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough time, is a great time to step back and look at the pros and cons and what you do have scheduled on your plate because the fact may be, yes, I don't have time for that. But the other side of that question is, am I willing to make the time and make adjustments to my schedule or am I not? And if it's not important and it's not something that aligns with, you know, the why we talk about and, and what you're trying to accomplish in life, then I think, yeah, it's okay. But there's a lot, I think there's some things that, you know, we miss out on and in great experiences like that, that, that would have been missed that, um, 
due to the quick reaction of like, I don't have time instead of, you know, assessing the situation. It doesn't mean you're going to make everything. No. Um, and that, that, you know, maybe you are correct that you don't have time for that. But I think a lot of, you know, sometimes that's the quick knee jerk response is why well, I, I can't fit that in when, if we really wanted to, we probably can find a way to make it work. It's just depending on if it's the right thing or the wrong thing for where we're trying to get to. Exactly. So. I, I mean, that's, that's exactly it because this whole thing, little story I just told that it it's all it derived from was this quick knee jerk reaction to it. And exactly like you just said, the whole time piece. And mm -hmm. a lot of that comes down to actually prioritizing and, and assessing what is best for us and, and what, you know, cause like this, this was a really cool little ceremony and, um, it's something I'll remember for many years, you know, and, um, you know, had I not had somebody though to stop me and hold me accountable, you know, yeah. it probably would have missed it. Yeah, I would have 100%. And, and so it was really cool, but I think that's part of this too, is, is a lot of that stuff derived from negativity. You know, yeah. I was looking at a lot of things in negative light. Well, I don't have enough time and I got to do this. I got to do that. I, you know, and my mind at that moment when I was trying to decide this, I really was just overwhelmed with everything going on around me. Which is not uncommon at all. No, yeah. it happens to us all the time. But I think that that slowing down or having some good people in your corner to slow you down for you, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and pump the brakes a minute um, is highly helpful. But, you know, it was all those negative responses to everything I had going on made me just it, it was really that moment of being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that's really important too, is, is kind of assessing all those negative thoughts and feelings that maybe are, are popping up and it's something you have to go through and really assess and start to declutter because, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed like that and you've got that much stuff going on, maybe it is all highly important. But in this particular case, for me, it was just my overreaction and mm -hmm. being overwhelmed to everything. And I, again, was just a quick knee jerk reaction that I'm like, no, you know, and, and really though, in that moment, it was not what was best for me. And I needed to go, I needed yeah. to reprioritize and, and reassess everything I did have going on. And I think that, you know, you mentioned when you are running around and you get kind of anxious about everything you need to get done and, um, really stressing over your, your commitments and your schedule. I think that, you know, that's your body telling you we got too much going on here. Right. And I think it's so easy just to, to, to fall into that grind and, and, um, really create bad habits, right. Where you just, I got to get this done, whether it's for work, whether it's for family, whether it's for friends, whether it's for, I gotta, you know, I gotta please, I gotta get it done. And it essentially builds this habit of just grinding and grinding and grinding where we keep pushing and pushing and pushing and ultimately take on more and take on more. And I think is it, you know, in the United States as a culture, we just, that's what we do. We work, we come home, we run around all weekend, we go back to work, we run around, we come back to work and there's no time to relax. There's no time to actually think through a lot of the decisions we're making on a spare of the moment. Um, so I think that you know, over time without decluttering and making sure that we keep, keep track of all the little aspects of our life that are getting bogged down, we build bad habits of just taking on and taking on. And, you know, there's only so much weight a person can take on. 
um, and before you're going to break. Yeah. And then, you know, you're going to be more stressed because you can't make your commitments or the things you want to do, you can't do because you have to go do other things. Um, so really the whole point of that story was to say mindfulness, right? We need to make sure that as we, as we go through this, through this life and as we add things in and, and take things away, that we're not doing it on a spare of the moment or quick decision making that we're always at the front of our mind going, how's this going to help me? How's this not going to help me? Um, and even if in the moment, I don't think it's going to help me. Is there a way that by going and doing my commitment or making more commitments maybe or less, um, is that going to help me ease the stress and, and really just perform better and, and be more available for those around me? Yeah, totally. Because, you know, I think with a lot of the, the stuff that you said, bad habits, you know, I'm I'm a huge proponent of of setting a good routine but I think a lot of times over the course of whatever our routine is, we're always modifying and adding yeah. and, you know, hopefully decluttering, right? But a lot of times I think that gets overlooked because when we start building these routines and whatever these habits might be that intermingle with it, you know, you start to get a lot of bad stuff in the mix, but a routine gets built and you kind of get stuck to it and you're so honed in on how you normally would do stuff it just becomes as a whole one big habit yeah and and i think a lot of times we just forget to go in and clean house right and and start to clear out okay well we don't need this over here we don't need to do that this is a waste of our time or money or whatever it might be and and that's the part that i think we often miss the mark on is going through and, and detracting out what we don't need to be doing and modifying those routines because we're so used to doing them yeah. and, and it just becomes nature. And we're such creatures of habit. So, you know, I mean, you get the same, at least, I mean, the most, a lot of people I know, you buy the same things at the grocery store every week. You go to the same gas station and you go to a lot of the same restaurants whenever you decide you want to go out and eat. I mean, um, it's good to push yourself and, and kind of keep that mindfulness just so you don't get, get stuck in those habits. Um, and, you know, finding different ways to do that, too, to make sure you think about making decisions to declutter instead of just going down the path of this is what my life is and this is where I'm, what's happening. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely an important thing to focus on, and, and it goes under the radar, I think, far too much. And so mindfulness is, is a, a huge practice, which I, I try and do mindfulness quite frequently, especially through meditation mm -hmm. and um, I've found that if I actually take the time to assess these things and, and practice some mindfulness with it, it usually turns out to be pretty helpful. And I, I usually learn a lot about myself as well and, and what I do and don't like and how it may or may not benefit me or those around me, things like that. And it, it's a really good practice to get into. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the areas I think People could, all, you know, you can also use decluttering in your life. And I mean, there's tons of areas you can use it. But, um, you know, speaking of mindfulness, I got a bad habit of Amazoning all the time. So I find something on there and I order it. Well, in order to be a little bit more mindful of what's happening or what, what I'm spending, um, you know, now I kind of have like a running cart. So I'll put it in there and then I'll wait a day and 
go back to it and see, is this something I really need or is it, or look at it towards the end of the week or something and see what's in there and pick out the things that we do need and pick out the things that we don't need that we can wait for. Um, but at least it takes some of that, some of that, um, impulse out of it, which is in essence, I mean, you're decluttering. You're not, I'm not spending money. I don't need to spend, which is then causing me stress on, can cause stress on the other end of, you know, why don't I have the money I want to have, or I should have, cause I'm spending it on stuff I don't need. Plus that stuff comes to the house and then builds up in the house. So then you're cluttering your house. Um, so it's really a vicious cycle, <laughs> but if you can, you know, that's just one example of, you know, giving yourself a little bit of time to actually think and process your decision before you make the decision instead of just split second decisioning on this is what I'm going to do or this is what I'm not going to do. Yeah. Well, and, and you, you brought up a really good point too with the, uh, the Amazon piece, right? Cause it's such a popular purchasing site that, I mean, most of us probably use now. Um, and I know for me, one thing I've found very helpful, at least with Amazon in particular, is they have lists mm-hmm. and I will add stuff into my list. And again, kind of like you're, you're revisiting it maybe the next day. I have these lists and I come back sometimes to my list and I'm like, why is this even in here all the time? Because it was something I really truly didn't need it. Maybe, maybe sparked some interest at mm-hmm. that moment. But I come back later and I'm like, why, you know, and I'm, I'm glad then at that point that I didn't end up buying it impulsively at that moment. Yeah. And I think that's such a huge thing that probably a lot of people struggle with is that impulsive buying. And I think sometimes from a decluttering standpoint, it's, it's setting up that barrier between yourself and what you're trying to buy and giving yourself enough time to think, is this something I really truly need? Or one thing I commonly do now, um, and it actually derives from uh, Marie Kondo. She's got several books. Um, if you haven't read any of them, um, I'd highly encourage it. If you don't like to read, she actually even has a TV show on uh, Netflix, which is called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Um, and I think she's got three books out now. Um, one of them is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Uh, the other is Spark Joy, which this is kind of the one I really want to talk about. And uh, Joy at Work is the third one. But she has this whole concept of sparking joy. And um, it really kind of triggered with me because I kind of have a shopping addiction or I did. I mean, I still do, but, but I've, I've started to view it through this new lens now of this spark joy idea. And so you know, I might go to a store and say I'm shopping for clothes or something like that. I might pick up like five, six, seven, eight items. And now though, through the sparking joy idea, what I, what I try and do, and I don't know if this is how Marie Kondo intended this or not, but the way that I interpreted it was that if this item that I might be holding doesn't spark actual joy within me, then why do I really need it? You know, Mm -hmm. so now like if I look at buying a shirt, I want to buy a shirt that I, I like love so much that, that I want to wear it every single day. You know, obviously that's not probably a good habit to (laughs) actually wear a shirt every single day. However, the point is, is that, that it's something that excites you so much that, that you, you would do that if you had to, you know, and it's something that you really value having in your life for whatever reason. Maybe it's got some sort of meaning behind it or it's really comfortable or whatever, but I try and span that out across anything I might want to buy. 
And Mm -hmm. I always look at it through that lens now. Does this item actually spark joy for me? And I'll, I'll even think it through, like why or why not? And it might seem kind of like a convoluted process to have to go through, but the reality is I can't tell you how many times I've gone through my closet and I've looked at various clothing items that I've ended up purchasing and I've never even worn them. Yeah. And if you think about it, that's kind of sad. It's a waste. You know, you spent all that money on that. Now it's taking up space in your closet and it it's just, I mean, it, it is, it's just a complete waste of having even purchased it in the first place. And I think that if we were a little bit more mindful about what we want and what we don't want, but then looking at that lens of, does it actually spark joy for me? Maybe I wouldn't have purchased that item from yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah. I like the spark joy. I think you also said value, which is important. I think, um, you know, as we're, as we're in the shopping realm of buying stuff or, um, purchasing stuff, I think finding the value in the things that you are spending your money on and not, and kind of filtering through that impulse buying of, you know, because I think I've done it at times. I, I know other people have too, where you're kind of in a mood and you're like, well, I'm, this will make, I need this cause it'll make me feel better. Or I'm just going to buy it because I'm I'm in a mood today and I want to buy it. Well, that might not be the best situation for the cluttering of your life or the decluttering of your life. I mean, if you're stressed, frustrated, having a bad day, and you're just impulse buying stuff to try and make yourself feel better, that's really a, you know, a band-aid to the problem because you're just causing more problems down the road. If you continue to buy like that, you're going to have more stress from money. Um, if you continue to buy like that, you're going to need a bigger house or a dumpster and, um, you know, just finding, finding the stuff that, that is actually valuable to you and your goals and your, your purpose that you want to be around for and ensuring that, like you said, you're just mindful of, of when, when the straying, uh, um, the enticement to stray from those goals and stuff comes around. Yeah, Totally. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned too the dumpster piece of it, because uh, part part of this came from Marie Kondo's whole spark joy, because a lot of it was uh, decluttering your house mm-hmm. and getting rid of items that perhaps you don't need. But um, when we've had house projects where yeah. we know we're going to have a lot of uh, debris and stuff and trash that we got to get out of the house, we'll go buy one of those you know, multiple yard dumpsters to bring outside. We'll do our project and and fill it up. And then one thing I like to do now is while that dumpster's there and I have ample space to kind of utilize to yeah. throw stuff out, I'll go through and I'll kind of, you know, Marie Kondo the house up and I start looking at everything, like going through any totes or any closets that have stuff built up in them, whether it's, you know, storage closets or even just clothes, you know, mm-hmm. cause like I mentioned earlier, I have a ton of clothes I bought and then I ended up really not liking it near as much as I thought I would. And, um, so that's one tactic I've found that I really enjoy. And it feels so good though. When you're done, you go through and just really declutter your entire house and try and stay up. It's almost like kind of like spring cleaning, you know, you go through yeah. and you kind of clean the whole house, but along with it, you're trying to declutter And I've tried to put this more in practice too, because obviously, you know, if you've got a perfectly nice house, you know, maybe you're not doing projects, you don't need a whole yard dumpster, but maybe you've got, you know, a trash bin that goes out every week. 
And maybe you got a little bit of space on the top of that trash bin every week. Maybe use that to try and go through and declutter that way and go through some old totes or go through things and actually look at these items that you have and truly take a moment with each one of them and assess how you feel like, do I really need this in my life anymore? Why or why not? You know, maybe it's sentimental and you want to keep it around. Great. Um, not saying to throw everything out of your house, but to really truly assess what items you do have and what value they, they bring to you. Yeah. And, you know, I've noticed like cleaning out the house in general, like cleaning off, making sure like coffee tables are clean end tables, stuff like that. And they're not full of clutter, you know, magazines or mail or, you know, receipts, even little items that just accumulate over time. You know, it, it's really nice to have that whole space cleared out. Cause then when you come home from a long day of work or whatever, you really feel at home. I've noticed if I come home and the house is cluttered and all my tables have, there's just junk everywhere. I, I don't feel as relaxed as I do when my house is clean. And, um, that's what I was going to say. I'm pretty OCD about super clean lines and clean counters and clean everything. Um, you know, to, I would say mine goes to a, can go if it's not tamed to a, uh, a negative point of where it's over high expectations, unrealistic expectations, but, um, It'll, it just destroys my evening. If I come home and the house is a mess, I can't focus. I can only, I'll clean. I'll start putting stuff away, doing dishes in the sink, and I won't sit down and relax um, until it's done. Because if I sit down, all I'm going to be thinking about is that this, 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 and this needs to be done. So I think for um, you know people that operate at that level, it's very important that, that the house is clean and tables are clipped somewhat, you know, for the most part, organized. Um, just ensure that there is that space you can go home and actually relax in and get that time in the evening after work when you can decompress. Because I can tell you, you know, coming home from work where it's a mess and someone like me that's that's just going to amp me up to where I can't calm down. Yeah. Well, then you're just working all night, go to bed, wake up, and you're not relaxing at all. So um, I think that's important. Um, and then also understanding, too, that, you know, some people don't operate on that high of a level. Um, so finding a good medium of, of what clutter is and what clutter isn't to kind of, you know, help the household work, but, um, definitely important for us, a type OCDs to <laughs> not have, um, any clutter on the table. Cause I'll tell you, that'll ruin my, my evening in a, in a second. Yeah. And I'm kind of the same way, you know, when I, when I've got clutter all around and, and I think you, you kind of mentioned something that I think is important to note that everybody's level of clutter is going to vary, you know, what yeah. clutter might look like to you um, that's out there listening right now. Your level of clutter might be, you know, wildly different than what ours is. And, and that's totally fine. I think it's assessing that feeling behind said clutter, right? Yeah. Whether it's an emotional thing, a physical piece, a person, an activity, an environment, it's it's really assessing how do we feel about these things and, and kind of deep diving. So the way that we might feel about it, Josh and I here, it's might be wildly different than how all the listeners might feel. But, um, the point is, is, you know, there's no set <laughs> guideline. It's, it's all up to each and every one of us to assess our own feelings behind it. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's, you know, part of the, the decluttering your life too, is it, it, you know, if you live with somebody understanding their level of clutter, and your level of clutter, because that can cause huge rifts if it's not. I mean, 
you know, you could inadvertently be stressing out your spouse without even knowing it if you don't understand that they like react the way I do or maybe they just don't care and they can have stuff everywhere. Just finding that balance in your in your relationship too. Yeah. Just be aware of the others around you. Well, and I think uh, another piece to that that's really important to note is that if you do live with other people, whether it's a partner, roommate, whatever, you know, and, and you do want to keep the place decluttered, sometimes maybe even building up a schedule that you, you both or, or if there's multiple people in the house that you can work on to kind of make it as easy on everybody to keep it in that state that you like it to be in, but with as minimal effort on each person's part, because yeah. life is busy. And, and when you start talking about physical decluttering of a house and, and cleaning and making sure everything is nice and neat, you know, it can, it can take a lot of effort. And with busy lives that we have, you know, if you have extra hands on deck that can help and everybody's kind of on board with this same idea, if you can create a schedule that helps ease the workload on everybody, that's a really good way of trying to keep to the level that you like it. Yeah. That's a great idea. It's a great idea. But, um, another thing that we wanted to kind of talk about, um, that, I don't think a lot of people look at as decluttering is, is even down to any like financial related stuff. Um, as far as like, um, you know, apps or, um, even junk mail, um, mailers that you might get or email junk emails. Um, a lot of the time, I, I can't tell you how many times I go through and I pull up my email every morning just to start off. But then throughout the day, I'm getting all these emails and Rarely ever is there one that I even click on and I'm like, oh, I want to see that. And that's one thing I've spent tons of time, though, just going through and deleting emails, deleting emails, deleting emails. And it's it's monotonous. And yeah. um, going through and like actually unsubscribing from companies that you just don't really care to get their emails anymore. Maybe they're not doing anything for you. They're not providing benefit. Maybe they're giving you discounts or whatever it is, but if you're not using them and you're just deleting that email over and over and over again, day after day or week after week, get rid of it, unsubscribe from it. Um, and from more of a financial standpoint, sometimes we get into these like apps or subscription services where we're actually paying for some of this stuff, you know, yeah. like, you know, any subscription services like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, all, all of these things, not saying to go unsubscribe from them if you're using them, but sometimes we forget that we're even paying for those things. And then a year, two years down the road, we're still paying for it and we're not even using it anymore, you know? And, and there's so many things out there, you know, apps on your phone that are charging your credit card, you know, annually or monthly or whatever it might be. You know, and again, we've stopped using them. We've, you know, they maybe stopped sparking joy for us and we, we've no longer found the need for them and we just slowly over time stop using them. But here we are still sitting there paying for them. And so from a financial aspect, going through and assessing any of your subscription services is a really good idea to declutter as well. Yeah, I agree. I think also, you know, we talked about paying down debt. Getting out, getting out of those, you know, you talk about the subscriptions you're not using, but even, you know, one of the cluttered parts of our, some, you know, our lives, our finan our financial section of our life can be cluttered. And 
Um, you know, if you're spending large amounts of time and money, or money and time to pay off credit cards and interest payments and stuff like that, it can cause you stress on the other end of other things you're trying to accomplish, whether that be more commitments with friends or trying to, you know, travel more and you're, you're still tied to this financial obligation. Um, so I think that, you know, really focusing and paying down those can relieve a lot of stress and pressure on your, your bank and, and then, you know, open up, um, open you up to a lot more opportunities as it's managed throughout your life as you go. Oh yeah, no doubt. And I mean, for me personally, uh, decluttering financially is, is a huge weight off, um, you know, and everybody's probably in a different financial spot, but, um, I think a lot of times people look at what are we making monthly, right. Or annually, and then trying to fit in these obligations and they're kind of, there's not a lot of room for extra stuff, you know, depending on what your savings habits are and whatnot. And, and that's another one is, is that's a good piece of clutter to have, right. Is to save and having good savings there to offset some of these other things, but it's so much easier to save and have excess money for all these fun things, whether it's traveling or going out with friends or doing whatever, um, when you can start to get rid of all your debts and all that type of clutter. And, Mm -hmm. and when you get rid of it though, at least for me, um, every time I get rid of a piece of debt, whether it's a credit card or a car payment or something of that nature, or even lowering costs of stuff, you know, maybe you're paying too much in insurance or, whatever it might be, maybe your phone bill's too high, reaching out to your, you know, providers and seeing if there's maybe a better rate for you. Yeah. All that stuff helps so much in, in the realm of de-stressing and decluttering on that side and, and kind of taking some weight off your shoulders. And if you can look in that broad, um, kind of a broad view of what all those different avenues you explain, like, you know, getting rid of subscriptions, you're not using, Paying down credit card debt, looking at phone lines. I mean, a little bit goes a long way if you spread it out over all your financial obligations. You could be pretty surprised on what you could save per month by making a few phone calls and, and some, you know, small changes to your, your daily use. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Well, I think it's now time for the afterthought where we leave you with quotes, challenges, or other thoughtful moments. Yeah, so today we would like to challenge all of you to identify several items of clutter in your life and start taking small steps towards removing those items or making necessary changes. Because we loved it so much, um, and it kind of embodies everything um, from today's discussion, we're going to reread the earlier quote from Peter Walsh, and that is, clutter is not the stuff on your floor. It's anything that stands between you and the life you want to be living. Don't forget to check us out on our website at www.wellnessphenoms.com and find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. Go subscribe to make sure you don't miss new episodes. You can also drop a review on Apple Podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Alrighty, Phenoms. Until next time, enjoy the journey and stay well.